Welcome to the Defender Podcast, a resource to help mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm your host, Herbie Newell. Hi there, and welcome again to the Defender Podcast. This is Rick Morton, and I'm coming to you today on January the 18th, 2023 from Birmingham, Alabama. And today we have the opportunity to be able to... um, to join into an interview that Herbie and I did a few days ago with uh, Kevin Sorbo. Um, Kevin is an actor and, uh, and and director and producer that many of us know from uh, Christian film uh, of recent years. And uh, he starred in the film God's Not Dead, uh, played a college professor in that film. Uh, also another, another film uh, aimed at the Christian market, um, Let There Be Light was a film that Kevin uh, directed, wrote, starred in, uh, was uh, was kind of all in and through that project. And, and uh, we first met Kevin, a lot of us back in the mid-90s when he started Hercules on the television show Hercules. And that really kind of brought him to worldwide attention. But over the last few years, he's really been focused on uh, producing media that has um, wholesome Christian messages um, and uh, and so his latest project is a reboot of the Left Behind series. Uh, many of you are aware and, and maybe saw back in 2014 um, the the Left Behind film with Nicolas Cage. Well, Kevin is actually picking up the lead role and kind of um, standing in the place of Nicolas Cage in in this movie. Uh, that, that's currently coming out. It's gonna gonna debut next week, and so we spent a little bit of time talking to him about his life, about life in Hollywood, about the challenges of being a believer in the industry, uh, but also about this film and why uh, why he believes now is a particularly poignant time um, for this movie. But before we get there, I want to remind you about um, Lifeline's family education. Um, at Lifeline, we walk with families through their adoption and foster care journeys. One way that we do this is through continual education. We host regularly uh, free, easy to access educational webinars for families and for caregivers. We provide professional information about practical, challenging, and helpful topics. Um, you can look for uh, an upcoming educational opportunity at lifelinechild.org backslash C-E-U-S or you can see the show notes, but that's lifelinechild.org backslash C-E-U-S, or uh, you can check with us in our show notes, and we'd love to have you join us for for some of those continuing education for units for families and, uh, and, and those that are uh, that are ministering to kids coming from hard places. And so we're really glad that you're here with us today and we want to get right to the interview. And so here's um, our time with Kevin Sorbo. Well, as we said, we're so grateful to have Kevin Sorbo with us on this week's edition of the Defender Podcast. And like I said, uh, the big thing that we want you to know from this podcast is there is good Christian entertainment for you to be able to see, not just to view with your family, but also to be encouraged and enriched in your walk with Christ. And uh, Kevin will be starring in Left Behind, The Rise of the Antichrist, which is in theaters beginning January 26, 2023. This is the sequel to the 2014 Left Behind with Nicolas Cage. And this mm-hmm. one not only stars Kevin Sorbo, but Neil McDonough, Corbin Burnson, Greg Perro, Bailey Chase, Sarah Fisher. And you can find out more about that at leftbehindmovie.com. 
But first, uh, we do want to bring on Kevin and Dr. Rick. And Dr. Rick, I know that uh, uh, you've been a fan, as I have, of many of the movies that Kevin has been a part of and the shows. And we're just grateful to have him on here to be able to talk about this movie. Well, Kevin, we're really excited to have you today. And, you know, of course, there are those of us that have a little gray in our hair and a little gray in our beard. We remember, you know, all the way back to the Hercules days, but but certainly <laughs> <do I>? um, <laughs> have been have been a, have been impacted tremendously by um, the the films that you've created, the art that you've produced and and the way that that's pointed to uh, to Christ and, and and pointed people you know toward the gospel. And so, man, thank you so much for joining us and uh, for taking a little bit of time to talk with us and really would love to just start by um, just asking you to tell us a little bit about um, the left behind the rise of the Antichrist and and, and this project um, that you're uh, about to release. Well, I'm going to jump back to a little bit of Hercules you just mentioned, because I got to tell you, even though it's mythological, I got to give the writers credits because when I shot that show from 1993 to 2000, in the beautiful New Zealand, it was loved living down there. It was a great chapter of my life. But they always put very good moral messages in there, which I don't mm -hmm. think in today's television shows they would even touch that. Um, I've always I've always commented. Roma Downey is actually in the very first episode of Hercules back in mm -hmm. 1993. And I told her, I said, they would never even bring back Touch by an Angel. It's just way too Christian to have on television today for whatever reasons. And um, Hollywood is running that show of, of the culture. And you see what they're putting out there, the agendas that they push with, uh, you know, lifestyle choices and hatred and violence and sex and anger. And I just wanted to start doing more and more movies that had a positive influence on people out there. And actually, the first really faith-based movie I did to bring this full circle with Left Behind, because Left Behind was written by Tim LaHaye and Jerry Jenkins. Well, Dallas Jenkins directed me my first big budget, I'm not big budget, first faith-based movie called What If. And What If, in my book, if you haven't seen it, is a better movie than God's Not Dead. Same two writers, Chuck and Carrie, same two guys that wrote God's Not Dead. But, you know, with independent movies, how do you get it out there? We don't have those big budgets, advertising budgets like they do for Pirates of the Caribbean and Avatar and stuff. So when they came to me, um, actually back in 2014, when Nicolas Cage's movie came out, God's Not Dead came out at that same time. And they got inundated with emails saying, why, didn't, why isn't Kevin Sorbo playing the role that you gave Nick Cage? And so they came to me and said, hey, the next one out, we're going with you. So two years ago, they finally put everything together to get it going. And we shot it a year ago at this time. And I was very fortunate to direct as well. So there's a nice tie in for me with Dallas and Jerry and Left Behind and What If and Chuck and Carrie and all these guys. Um, I love this movie. This is it's an edgier movie. Um, it shows it's six months after the rapture. Um, I did take over the Nicolas Cage role of Rayford Steele playing the pilot. And it's his there's a number of people touches a bunch of storylines going on here, but his story really is to sort of stop feeling sorry for himself. It's six months after the rapture. He knows it happened. He knows his wife was a Christian. His son was a Christian. His college daughter stays behind, which I love because it shows pretty much what's going on in the college education right now. So I always joke on God's Not Dead where I played an atheist college professor and say, that's redundant. All I got to say is college professor pretty much covers everything. So um, to be part of this movie was was really an honor for me. And uh, from what I've heard from um, Paul Lalonde and uh, and uh, um, Jessica Parker, that, you know, team that wrote the script, they said that they're getting good feedback that they're going to do the sequel to this now that I'll be directing and acting in that one later this year as well. So we need people to fill the theaters. They just got to go to leftbehindmovie.com, leftbehindmovie.com. That's the place to go. It shows you the trailer, shows you uh, what theater showing near you. We're up to 1,400 screens in America now, which is fantastic. 
And uh, as I tell people all the time, theater owners don't care what they show. They want to sell popcorn and sodas if they fill those seats. So if we fill the seats those first four days. This movie will stay in theaters much longer. So we need people, churches, uh, just send to everybody and tell them to support this movie. It's a great movie. And it'll, if, if anything, it'll make you book, read the book of Revelation after you see it. Yeah. And, and even following on that, Kevin, you know, what's interesting is even before I knew you're going to have the opportunity to be on our podcast, my son, 18 year old son started reading the left behind series. And so, because he was asking so many questions back about, you know, what, what in here is really biblical and what in here is fiction and those types of things. I started reading it with him and I was struck because I remember when I read the book for the first time in 1995, how impactful it was, but really reading it in 2023, it's even more impactful because you see so many of the things that are really happening in our world. And it, it does put a fresh view on evangelism and a fresh view on devotion to Christ. You know, you have so many opportunities to be in so many different films, even faith-based films. Why this movie? And why do you think it's so important for viewers to come see this from a, from an element of faith and seeking Christ? Well, you know, I read those books too long ago when they first came out. So I was fascinated by them. I grew up in a Christian family. I grew up in a little small town, Minnesota, typical Lutheran being a Scandinavian kid and all. But uh, so it's always been in my life because my parents, and it's always been a huge part of how I try to live my life. I'm hardly a perfect person. I know that. But uh, I think um, something like this, I think will will answer a lot of questions for people because you just mentioned it right now. It feels like the rapture is about to happen or has already happened when you see what's going on in the world right now. The anger, the hate, the divisiveness, the violence. I mean, it's out of control. It's not just in America, it's everywhere. And what we've done in this country politically is just, it's, it's unforgivable. And we need people to stand up. I always tell people, I go, look, I need the lions to wake up. The sheep are going to be the sheep. There's not much we can do about that. But we need people not to be afraid. I, I you know, I do movies, and I had it happen in this movie as well, but I do movies where I get actors come up to me, people, the camera guys, whatever. They come up and say, hey, um, we love that you're a voice for us. And I go, why don't you be a voice for yourself? Why do I have to be your voice? But people are afraid because Hollywood kicked me out about a dozen years ago. They said, we can't work with you anymore. Because I think it's I think it's probably worse in Hollywood to be a Christian than as a conservative. But since I'm both, it's like it's a double leper that I am for the rest of Hollywood, you know. So I just keep plugging it away. I'm going to keep doing movies that have hope, movies that have love, people that have redemption, laughter. Um, I'm a big proponent of laughter in movies. And uh, Hollywood's not doing those anymore. So I'm going to do them because I, I'm we got to fight what they're putting out there because they are controlling the culture in a big way over our youth. Yeah, Kevin, we um, are really thankful for fathom events and and for the folks that have have chosen to release this film um folks that are uh, regular listeners to the defender podcast know about life mark and the kendrick brothers project and and so folks are kind of familiar with the way that works but uh we just want to make a plug to say that really this first weekend for the film is is vitally important and so for those of us that believe in Christian art that believe in the gospel being inter intertwined into those things that we consume, um, we need to get out and buy tickets and and go and support this film so that um, so that more uh, more of the kind of things that you're talking about can can be uh, created and and that and they can be distributed. Um, you know, I'm I'm really curious as as you think back through the film and kind of some of those. 
um, you know, salient moments and 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 kind of big things in the film. What are what are some of the some of the scenes or or maybe some of the some of the things that you're able to do in the film that are maybe some of your favorite parts of what what you've been able to bring to to the screen in this film? You know, in movies I've been in before, movies I've directed before, yeah, there are some scenes in there that that I like the ones and they just happen to be the ones I'm in. There's other ones that I prefer that I wasn't in. There, just I said I like this scene is great. But there is a powerful scene in here. Uh, it's a scene with my wife, actually. And in the movie, she's not my wife, but she's a non-believer like I was. I've now become a believer. And she comes into the church to talk to me. And um, the church is obviously empty. And before, there were homeless people in there. And I'm there with the pastors left behind, which I find very interesting because we see a lot of wokeness going on <laughs> in our churches right now. You know, and I when I do my speaking events, I always tell pastors, I go, remember, you work for God, not government. But unfortunately, way too many pastors are worried about the size of the congregation and offending people. Well, offend people. My pastor mm-hmm. says I'm not afraid to work my congregation down to a manageable size. And I appreciate that. So get out there and speak the truth. But there's a scene where she comes in. And what's what's what what hit me the most, I loved when I read it, it was a very powerful emotional scene. But when we did it, it took on a whole different meaning. I'm already getting goosebumps talking about it. When I grew up as a kid, my mom had a very famous painting hanging, hanging in my bedroom. It's a painting, you guys know it. It's Jesus, very sort of like a sunset shot, knocking on the door, saying, you know, it's a whole thing about he's waiting for you to open that door because there's no doorknob on that side that he's knocking on. And I tell her about that moment and that, that p- picture that was in my house as Rayford Steele. And now I understand it. Now I get it. If you want Jesus to come into your life, he doesn't force himself on anybody. But he's there and you have to open that door because a lot of people out there are looking for questions and answers right now because COVID puts such fear into people. Fear is government's favorite weapon and they use it very, very well. And the thing really comes down to how do you fight that fear? How do you fight that? And I, what I found great about churches that stayed open, uh, but they were forced to be closed for that 15 days as we slow the spread. Um, I think that uh, a lot of um, the internet world really picked up for people to watch churches and people, um, pastors just giving a sermon from their house just to talk. And they're, they, it, it's interesting with people that don't have a faith. They say, hey, you want to go to my church? I don't want to go to church. There's church people there. But if you say, hey, you want to go see a movie, it's a whole different thing. And you get people who go, and I know it's effective because I've had so many people over the last dozen years come up to me wherever I may be, airports, hotel lobbies, whatever it might be, saying, you know what, I saw your movie, God's Not Dead. I'm not a Christian, but I thought it was something interesting. And, uh, you know, let there be light, same thing. So I know that it's powerful and effective. And um, it's it's made a big impact on, on people's lives. Because I want to do movies that don't necessarily preach to the choir. We want the choir to support these movies. But we want to reach out to people. Like, I look at mm-hmm. movies like Blindside or Green Book. You know, these are movies that, that there's an element of faith in them, but it wasn't in your face. But the message is still there. So all those atheists, agnostics, people that don't have faith, they go to that movie and they go, no, Blind said it's a sports movie. But the message was still in that movie about that Christian family that took this African-American kid in. So I'm going to do more movies like that. I think Left Behind, even though it is a faith movie, I think every movie is a faith movie. Because if you're an atheist, that's a pretty strong faith to believe in absolutely nothing. But I find it sad that you live your life not having any hope of after you've left this earth, that there's nothing there for you after this earth. And I, I think that weighs on people's minds because I, re- I remember my mom was a nurse and she worked really in the, in the hospice where people are on their way out and they would see the cross on her neck and they said, uh, you know, is there still, still a chance for me to be saved? And she would she would pray for them. And, you know, there people, when they get near it, what they really know mm-hmm. at that time and the hour, 
There might be a lot of people, like they say, there's no no atheists in foxholes, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Kevin, you know, I, you've been a large part of not just faith-based entertainment, but wholesome entertainment for so long. And and we talked even about Hercules and how some of those themes were, were still even gospel and biblical centered and Christian sure. world centered. Um, why do you think that that this type of entertainment is so important for for this day and age? And and you're right; it doesn't have to be preachy, it doesn't have to be overt. But why do you think uh, this is so good for families? And how would you encourage Christian families right now to even use a film like Left Behind for the discipleship and for the entertainment and for the growth of their family? Well, I hope they do use it. I think just what I said earlier. You just look at all the evil in the world right now, and all the all the just. The, the, the splitting of the family, the, the just people and the internet, the internet's a wild west and people use it as a way to attack people. They never probably would do it in person to the person they're attacking, but they feel very brave in the darkness of their home at two in the morning, right? Where they can just attack, attack, attack and makes them feel oh so big. But these are the people we got to pray for probably more than anything. These are people filled with so much rage and anger. They look in the mirror in the morning and they hate what they see. And you got to feel sorry for people like that. They want to drag all of us out in that black hole they live in when reality their anger towards me doesn't affect my life at any any degree. But for them, it just makes them more angry and more hateful. You look at these groups like Antifa, they say they're against fascism. They're actually the fascists. But that's what that's what the you know the devil does. It's all about disguise. It's all about you know projection. It's all about you know putting deflecting everything that you really are in other people to make them as the bad guy. Because so many people out there for the for the you know for not having their dreams come true, they want to blame God. They want to blame God. They don't believe in for crying out loud. They want to blame family, friends, the world. The reality is you got to look in the mirror and say, okay. I'm the problem. What am I going to do to make my life better? What am I going to do to change things? Because too many people give up on failure. They maybe have one failure in life and they give up. Life is going to be full of failures. And you learn from failures. I'm a 13-year overnight success in Hollywood, okay? I got every door slammed on me. I'm too tall, too short, too this, too that, whatever, too young, too old. They're always, everything in Hollywood is about rejection. And that's what life is. And there's, 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 you know, you, you've got to just keep plugging away. If you want any success in your life, whatever that success may be, you got to keep trying because there's always going to be roadblocks. And most people don't react to roadblocks very well. They think life should be easy. God never promised an easy life. So, Kevin, we want to make sure that our audience knows about the film, where to find it, when to go, when to invite somebody. And so can you run down for us one more time um, when this film opens and and the best way to find tickets and how people can find their way to finding um, Left Behind, The Rise of the Antichrist? It's easy. Go to, go to leftbehindmovie.com. Leftbehindmovie.com. It's got the trailer. We got over 1,400 screens. So you just punch in your, your zip code. It's going to show you what's showing near you. Um, pass it on to your friends and social media and pass it on to your churches and whatever. Get people to fill these things up because it's a wonderful movie. It's going to, it's, there's, there is some humor in there. Thank goodness. I like humor in anything that I do, but it's, it's an action thriller. It really is. Uh, it's a sci-fi thriller. You read the, you know, I remember the first time reading, um, the book Revelation, Herbie just mentioned that as well. Um, I was only 12 or 13. Man, I thought this is like a serious sci-fi movie. And as I got older, I said, I said, he had to be on crack when he wrote this, because this is just crazy <laughs> to look at it. And I, I would love to see Hollywood do it the right way with the visual effects we're able to do today, because my gosh, this would be like it'd be like a sci-fi horror film, what really takes place. But it's also filled with hope. It's filled with redemptions, filled with possibilities, because after the rapture, 
you're a non-believer, you still got a chance. There's still a shot in there for you to wake up. And that's what this movie shows. It shows people that deny it because you're going to get that. They're going to say, oh, it's aliens made them disappear. They're going to come up with anything and everything. It's like you go back to the the, the gods that they used to follow back in you know, the pre, pre-Bible days. And they tried to understand why there was lightning, why the sun came up, why there was a moon. They created all these gods to make them feel not afraid of it anymore. Well, that's because of this god. Don't worry about it. I mean, we'll, we'll be okay. But I mean, it's just... It's uh, this this movie really has it all in there to show people from all uh, sort of walks of life come up with different reasons to still not believe or believe or still at least question about it and say something's going on, guys. This is weird. You can't have people just disappear like that. So I hope it uh, I hope it moves people to go read read the book of Revelation afterwards. It's a fascinating book, and I think. Um, as you mentioned earlier already, Herbie, I think this, the movies I've done, like God's Not Dead and Soul Surfer, What If, Let There Be Light, these are movies that can people can use as a place to have a talking point. And, and mm-hmm. uh, like I said, I, I love the fact that these movies have influenced some people. I've had people come up to me and say they became a Christian because of my movies. Um, so, you know, this has been sort of my calling and sort of my way to harvest people in a positive way. Yeah, I mean, we certainly... Thank you for being faithful to that. I know as a dad and as a father <clears throat> and as someone who leads a ministry that's all about building families, we're constantly looking for it, for good entertainment that's wholesome that the whole family can watch, yeah. but also that reinforces the messages that we're trying to teach our, our, our families. Even the movies that you've mentioned already are some of our family favorites, like God's Not Dead and Soul Surfer, and we're excited to see the new Left Behind movie when it comes out as well. And you know, my my son and I are reading even the Left Behind book, so we're extremely excited uh, about seeing the movie. But, you know, Kevin, maybe something outside of the movie, just personally. You know, I know being in Hollywood, being on the film, uh, we have mutual friends in the Irwin Brothers. I know that there's a lot of spiritual attack that comes as well. Sure. Uh, screens trying to block positive messages, studios yeah. that are trying not to help. How can our audience be praying for you and be praying for others who are trying to get these messages out on screens. Well, I think number one, more than anything, I hope people will will support the movies that I do or the other movies that other people like the Irwin Brothers do. You need you need to get people out there. And we like you said, we don't have that those big budgets to promote it and have a trailer in every football game. We need people to sit there and do it by word of mouth. And that's what happened with God's Not Dead. That was an anomaly. I, I tell the investor in that when I told him, I said, this is the equivalent of a one baseball team hitting two grand slams in one inning. When you do a $2 million movie, it makes $140 million worldwide. I mean, that's just unbelievable. But I, I hope people just get out there and keep supporting them. Please go to SorboStudios.com as well. SorboStudios.com. My wife and I, we have our site together. She's a homeschool advocate. She travels the country talking about homeschooling. We have books we've done together, like True Strength and True Faith, and all her books on homeschooling. Um, we got all kinds of information on there and the DVDs that are out there and the and the um, all kinds of stuff. So SorboStudios.com is great stuff. But I do want to throw in, my wife and I are hosting our second trip to Israel in May. For those of you who have never been there, we've only got, I think, eight spots open of the 60, 52 people already coming with us. Go to SorboIsraelTrip.com, SorboIsraelTrip.com. We're taking, uh, we're capping at 60 people. We did it four years ago. It was unbelievable. It's walking the footsteps of Jesus. I was just there in last May doing another documentary dealing with the Ark of the Covenant and the Tabernacle, which will be out later this year called Quest for the Throne. And I have met so many wonderful people that are going to come and speak at our dinners at nighttime for free. They're going to show up and talk to us. we got amazing locations to go to, archaeological digs uh, on top of that. So I hope people join us on that because it's going to be a trip of a lifetime for people. It's an amazing, amazing journey. 
Kevin, I'm tired just listening to all the ministry stuff that you're doing, bro. This is <laughs> this is amazing. But I, we will. By the way, if you're if you're listening to us, we'll drop in the show notes uh, links to all of those things and and make right. sure that you can go and find uh, those those projects and and a link to Kevin's website and to their production company and the books and all that, so that uh, so that you can find that. Um, Kevin, thanks so much, man. We um, are, are just indebted to you, to your family, to the way that you continue to, to represent the cause of Christ in a very public way and um, in in an industry that is that's, that's very difficult to do. And so um, know that we'll oh, continue Rick, to pray Rick, for my you. Man, my, my mantra in Hollywood is Hollywood loves me. So. <laughs> 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 well, man, we, Hey, listen, we love you and we're going to be praying for you. And, uh, and we're going to be, um, uh, excited about the, the premiere of this film on January the 26th. And so thanks for being with us. Awesome. Thanks guys. Appreciate it. God bless and happy new year. Well, again, we are so grateful to have had Kevin on the defender podcast and, you know, Dr. Rick and I were even talking before Kevin came on and, we're just even talking about how many different views there are about eschatology. And, you know, certainly the Left Behind series takes a very pre-tribulation uh, form of rapture. Um, and, you know, for really those of us who are believers, the the truth is we need to be about to spreading the gospel and preaching the gospel because whether it's pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, whenever the rapture happens, the truth of the matter is the gospel of Christ Jesus is what's central. And you know, one of the reasons we like having folks like Kevin uh, on on our podcast and to talk about entertainment and movies is is because we need to support good Christian entertainment, even if it doesn't truly espouse every dot and tittle that we believe. It starts <laughs> great conversations, and you know, even as I was telling Kevin, uh, we were looking for just some books for my son to read. He's eighteen, and he's an avid reader, and and we we even enjoyed him reading Left Behind, not because necessarily. Uh, it's perfectly, you know, ascribes to my theory on eschatology or the way I read Revelation. But you know what it's done? It's made him dig himself into God's mm-hmm. word. And it's made mm-hmm. him dig himself into look into those things. And so, you know, I think, Dr. Rick, as we are discipling and leading our families, it's always important for us to, to put them into places where they want to dig, where they want to look. Because I think you would agree as someone who has even taught in a seminary that even with pastors, really what you want them to do is to dig in the word, to be led by the spirit and and, and to, to seek and, and what better things to get our kids even even wanting to do that now. Well, you know, and Herbie, I, I think just taking a taking a right perspective on this, right? Like we know when in eschatology, the thing that's most important is is that that Jesus returns and he wins, and and it doesn't matter. Um, you know, the scholars have have debated for for eons about um, how that might happen and the ways that that might happen. What I love that's about that. about art like this is that um, it can motivate us to dig into the scriptures. And and so, you know, nothing that Tim LaHaye and Jerry Jenkins wrote is inspired by God. It's 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 but it but it's a great thing to get us to that thing um, that's inspired by God. And so I, I hope that this film and the conversation around it will motivate people to dig into the scriptures and to embrace the gospel and to see Jesus as their only hope. And if that film can do this. Um, 
then it really it really matters little that we you know we may disagree or quibble um, over some of the finer points of um, you know of the of the story and and so I'm thankful for Kevin and, and for folks like him that make decisions to to stand for Christ in the middle of an industry that is really difficult and and dark and and pointed away from the gospel in so many ways um, and and feel like you know as we support those things we. Um, we ultimately also stake out territory and say that we believe um, that that honoring Christ and reflecting Christ is um, is the, should be the preoccupation of our lives. So, yeah, a hundred percent. And you know, one of the things I think too that we can we can truly address is <clears throat> we have an adversary, and that adversary wants to seek to divide us. Um, wants to mm-hmm. seek to divide us politically. Even to one thing that Kevin said, making politics the main thing um, instead mm-hmm. of the word the main thing. And so we just uh, we hope that our families are places where our kids can learn, our kids can grow, our kids can seek the Bible um, and that we u- utilize, you know, entertainment, good entertainment that is coming from a family friendly worldview to, to to spur on discussion with our families. You know, I mean. We uh, recently just were able to take a, a, a trip as a family and were able to watch a couple of movies. And even during our trip, one of the things we do whenever we watch a movie together as a family, whether it's a Disney movie or, or, or a Christian movie, is, is we encourage our kids to see, hey, what were some gospel alliterations that were in that movie? Maybe that even the producers, the writers and directors didn't mean, you know, to have those in there. They weren't planning to have them in there. But how do you see the gospel themes? Because I think when we see gospel themes really in everyday life, it's God's common grace that's saying, hey, here I am. Here's my gospel. Here's my goodness. And we want to get our kids on our trajectory to be seeing that because the gospel is the main thing as we raise our families. Well, you know, and, and Herbie, even it's it's funny that as a staff, we've started to walk through uh, mere Christianity. And we're, you know, right now, the, the Defender Bible study on Mondays is actually focusing on mere Christianity. And, you know, you go back to the beginning of, of C.S. Lewis' argument and all that, and he talks about this idea of the existence of a moral law, the existence of a moral compass, and, and how that testifies undeniably to, to the existence of, of a creator God who's involved and engaged and, and loves and stewards over his creation. And, and so I think we, you know, when we, um, when we see those reflections of values that, that reflect God's character, that reflect truths that we find in, you know, in the gospel story, um, those things are shadows of the fact that um, God's, fingerprints are in and around and on everything around us and and we should stop and 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 be aware and 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 be in praise the lord that that god um, god doesn't doesn't leave us alone and that he gives us you know these encouraging glimpses of him all around us amen well certainly we do hope that uh, you will consider this film something to take your family to and to support 